boy's best friend is his mother. Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Ah! Rocker! Oh, you're so cool, Brewster! I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? It was an asylum! And it was hell! 20 years of pure hell! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! They're all gonna laugh at you! Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? Better give me those shoes, they're mine, give them back to me! How many times do I have to tell you Ursula Andres belongs with the transvestites, not the perverts? Oh, you heterosexuals. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You're a bullshit artist! They're coming, they're coming! Welcome to Scream and Queens, the horror podcast with the Queer Eye View. My name is Jonathan Larkin. I'm Jonathan Butler. I'm Martin Fennessy. And I'm Stephen Moore. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Mwah. We're all like naked and kissing here. Just <laughs> smothering each other in vegan chocolate. So it's Valentine's Day, you know, it's that time of year when smug married people get to be the sigh of relief that they're no longer humiliated and bullied by evil capitalists like Plimpton Cards or Hallmark. When single <laughs> when single boys, girls and all the in-betweens get to feel like two feet tall and hide under a duvet, plugging their miserable voids with Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> avoiding social media whilst hitting up grinder for a mercy fuck. It's actually pretty fucking brutal, which is why it's always refreshing to see a psychotic miner rise up with a pickaxe and chop his way through a bevy of beauties, ripping out their hearts and posting them to their loved ones in chocolate boxes. Much like Black Christmas almost 10 years before, Canada took an overly saturated public holiday and turned it on its head with a fiendish gory glee with the slasher classic My Bloody Valentine. And then almost 30 years later, it got a reboot with added TV stars, 3D and CGI. But which one was better? We've all, we're all actually about to fall out over this, aren't we? Yeah. Well, yeah um, I don't think anyone thinks the remake is better. Well, no. Actually, no. no I, agree. <laughs> I, I, do, I do agree with you on that. I actually put this question out to everyone. On um, on Twitter and just you know just to see what people thought and we got uh, quite a few responses. So uh, at Sean Pierce nineteen seventy four says the remake. Shaolin eighty six says the original no doubt. Alexi Donovan says we love both. Um, Hack and Slash podcast says uh, one of the Hack and Slash boys says I definitely prefer the original. We actually have podcast reviews for both coming out around Valentine's Day. Well, we're going to get ours out quicker. Depends how fast you can edit. Yeah, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Um, At Real Matt Akers says I like the vibe of the original, but I think the remake does what remakes are supposed to do, and like that one too. It's not a waste of time for fans of the original and plays with your expectations throughout. Cozy Perversa, um, our consistent supporter, says, Both are entertaining, but I veer slightly towards the remake as I saw it in the cinema and really got into it. I hadn't seen the original at that point, though, so I had nothing to compare or complain about. Kid McIntyre says, Original all the way, but I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to horror. Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique say, We love them both, but Pitney leans a bit towards the remake. I think I prefer the original because I kind of always like originals better. And our dear friend Demi Costa says, I prefer the original myself. It's actually one of my favourites and I probably watch it too many times a year. And I can't wait for another episode. Missed you guys. Oh. Well, we're here to fix that for you. We are. We've missed each other. We have. We've missed each other. So it's been a while. So uh, you people out there won't realise because you get an episode every two or three weeks, but... We kind of recorded loads towards the end of last year, didn't we? And then we had a little break because we've all been so busy with um, various things. So we haven't actually been together for ages, so yeah. this is our first time back together. And I can't believe it, but everybody here has put on t- a ton of weight. <laughs> Especially Martin. <laughs> fat. <laughs> so fat. <laughs> Can barely fit in the room. <laughs> <laughs> if Stephen's muffled, it's because his face is buried in my left hip. 
<laughs> That's nothing to do with you being fat. It's just, it's just every time. His hair is longer now as well. Martin's hair is longer, yeah. Yeah, it's down to my waist. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen, I thought you were going to be naked tonight. You said something on Facebook the other day about wanting to go to things naked. Was that, was that a drunk Stephen post on that by any chance, was it? No, actually, that was when I was sober. I'd already been out the week before and got all naked in the club. And made you got sure naked in the club? There was a video on Snapchat that somehow my boyfriend found as well, which was quite funny. Oh, Because really? he was the one who found her. That it, apparently, if you send something on Snapchat now, it sends it to the area that you're in. <gasps> so we clicked on Gbar and there was a video of me dancing with my top off, getting picked up by a load of men with the top off getting stripped. Really? It's actually. So it was in the G-Bar? Yeah. Oh, so you left Sonic Youth after we left? Yeah, uh, after using were in Sonic Youth, some girl had her boobs out, so obviously I fell in love with her, so I went and danced with <laughs> her and stripped off with a load of other lads who stripped off, and then I just tagged along to them to G-Bar. Oh, wow. In fact, I think I told them they were going to G-Bar and took them with me. Wow. Did you put your clothes back on between the Sonic Youth yeah, and the G-Bar? It was cold. Because it was bloody cold that night. It was freezing, but it was a good night. It's ever so embarrassing in retrospect. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. At least the video never made it past Snapchat. No, there is a photo. Oh, is that? Uh, yeah, on the G Bar website, which I just. I'm going to deny all knowledge of. Wow. So it doesn't, doesn't even look like me. <laughs> no. So Stephen's been naked the whole time that we've been away from each other. So we need to Nothing's really changed. Yeah, we need to perform an intervention and save you before you do a Amy Winehouse. <laughs> so My Bloody Valentine. I first saw the original My Bloody Valentine a few years ago and I just thought, what the hell? Because there was no <laughs> gore or anything in it and I was just quite confused by the whole the, thing. The edited version then I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, yeah. And then me and Ben went to like a screening of it at the Prince Charles Cinema in London in the West End which is like a really amazing cinema that show cult films all the time. The room's on at the minute I think. And they showed the, the cult version and it's just like I think I think in the UK yeah, you just, cannot get the cult. Well, you, well you know you can't but you can't screen it or you know officially watch it. Mm. Um but that didn't stop us, does it, boys? No, we've unofficially officially watched it for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll I think you can agree that with, with the uncut version, it's like a completely different film, isn't it? It's much better, yeah. 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 I, it's the first time I've seen it uncut. Yeah. It actually makes some sense. Yeah. Well, it didn't not make sense cut, but it makes a whole lot more. Yeah. And it, the first time I watched it was the cut version as well and I just it was okay, it was good. But I didn't get the impact that I thought it was going to have and then yeah. I started watching it and it definitely got more of an impact and I was like this is actually a hell of a lot better than what I give it credit for yeah so should we should we back up and give it some um, some context on what we're talking mm-hmm. about so My Bloody Valentine is um, from 1981 and basically the uh, the premise of it is set in a small town isn't it called Valentine Bluffs the small town with the big heart yeah. that's what it says on the board on the welcome board and um, it's a mining town, and there was like a gas explosion down the mine, wasn't there? And uh, Harry Warden, one of the miners, was trapped down there mm. with his fellow miners for how long? 20 years ago it was, wasn't it? Um, yeah, so it was 20 years before the film, yeah. Um, and he's sort of left there, isn't he? And they have like a Valentine's party, like up above ground, and he's stuck down there with his... That's why it's... 
the explosion happens because the two people leave. The guy who's meant to be checking, the, the guy who's in charge of safety that yeah. day wants to leave early to get to the Valentine's dance, so he just goes, oh, he'll be fine, and leaves. And then there's a methane explosion. Big mistake. Big mistake. So Harry's trapped down there with these other guys, and he basically cannibalises them to survive. Yeah. Don't blame him. I would as well. Well, you know, you've got to live, haven't you? I would chew your arm off if we were stuck down there. Just so we know. Vegan. I don't think Martin's vegan, is he? Mm, well, vegan friendly. Antonia's into plants, Charles Dyer. Oh, <laughs> there you go. There we go. There we go. I'm loving how. Um, it's all coming out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, can I obscure these references again? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he goes mad, eats everyone, and then when he gets out, he hunts down the foreman who was responsible for the methane explosion and basically removes his heart, shoves it in a in a in a box, um, and posts it as a warning to the townspeople that if they ever have another Valentine's Day celebration, he will come back and kill again. It's a bad time, this time of year. How many times is he gonna tell this story? Don't let him tell it. I love fairy tales. This ain't no fairy tale, little girl. If you don't take it seriously, you're a fool! <laughs> the first Valentine's dance in 20 years has to be something special. Look, Landers, you gotta get a lot of exercise if you're gonna grapple with Gretchen. Oh, yeah? Well, I got a Valentine for her that she's never gonna forget. <laughs> In this town on Valentine's Day, everybody loses their heart. Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. It can't be happening again. It can't be happening again. What's going on over in Valentine Bluffs? It looks like Harry Warden's back in town. It happened once. It happened twice. Cancel the dancer, it'll happen twice. In the town of Valentine Bluffs, there are many ways to die. Valentine. A small town, isolated. It's not Liverpool. You need to make as many opportunities to get drunk and get groped, get shagged as possible. Oh, so you I, have I relate like, to this. Yeah. That's true, yeah. And you're in a town full of miners who are like, mm. have been stuck below ground all the time and are just horny. It's, yeah. a, it's the easy staked out, aren't they, really? Mm. So they've been missing out for 20 years then. Basically. Selfish. So Harry Warden has been sort of forgotten. Uh, he's sort of a local boogeyman who nobody really takes seriously. And then... 20 years later, they decide that they're going to have a Valentine's dance and woe betide them. So, yeah, I love it. I mean, the, the, I, I love it from the opening. The opening's quite sort of sleazy and sexy, isn't it? It's yeah. like the, uh, the gas mask kink. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite kinky. I was into that. She sort of wanks off as gas mask, doesn't she, at one yeah. point? She does. 
Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so it opens with like a love scene of like yeah. a miner and his girlfriend getting it on in like the showers. I was just in the mine as they walked down into the mine. I was just jumping ahead to the next. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm just obsessed with the men in the showers. Aren't the play fight. The play fight. Hijinks have come. Hijinks. Hijinks fair the jam. Hijinks fair the jam. It's quite a lot to open in depth as well. To be fair, I quite like the way it's done. Yeah. It's quite angrysome, but it's good pace. It comes to a tit. Yeah. Mm. Does it have a heart tattoo? And it goes through the heart. The pickaxe goes through the heart. Yeah, it's a nice touch. There is, there is, there is a, um, a moral to that story, though, isn't there? Because you, if you were copping off with somebody and they are completely and utterly silent and all you can hear is heavy breathing, yeah. that's not about them being turned on, it's time to go. Mm. Yeah, definitely. They've probably got a pickaxe. And I'm all for gas mask kink as well, that's all fine. But if, yeah, if, the, if you're I not know, actually doing if, the, if you've got a gas mask on and you're going all that way out and everything, if you taught it, would probably kill the fantasy. You don't need like a heavy laboured breathing Darth Vader style. No one has that fetish. So yeah, it sets the tone quite nicely. We've got men in showers, horse playing hijinks, which is always welcome. You get to know the characters in the town, don't you? What I find quite interesting about this and the remake actually is that it's a bit different from other slashes, isn't it? Because a lot of slasher movies concern themselves with teenagers, mm. and everyone in these films is a little yeah, bit older. Yeah, twenty years old. Yeah, the sort of in and in this one especially, it's like a working class community as well, isn't it? So it's not like glamorous people who live in massive houses, and you wonder how the hell they afford them. It's actually just quite normal people. But I didn't realise that they were older. To me, they still behaved exactly like kind of teenagers did in horror films. Well, yeah, everyone's not, just horny uh, and wanting the party. Yeah, the they, just, they don't seem to have matured because they're a bit older. It's more like, I suppose, the, um, in, like, in the camp slashes. It's like the... the what's it called? Like the camp uh, assistants rather than the kids, isn't it? They're about, yeah. they're about that age. Yeah. So it's got more of that feel to it. Because even like the community centre, they go to like the community hall, don't they, where yeah. they have the events. And it feels a bit more like that. Mm. Those slasher ones where it's set on a campsite. Yeah. It feels a bit more like that. Mm. The filming locations in it are Nova Scotia and Montreal, aren't they? And I really like the way everything looks. Everything looks yeah. really nice, really quite authentic. You're under no illusion that any of those characters are virgins. Halloween or yeah. whatever. Right, young people in their high school. There's some implications that some of them some are. Some are shagging like rabbits and some mm-hmm. are very successful yeah. dating-wise. Yeah, that's true. And you can't really pin your hopes on anyone surviving because there isn't a virgin amongst them. No. So you don't know who your final girl's going to be. Well, you kind of do. I think throughout this podcast, we'll probably just keep jumping back and forth mm-hmm. between the two. But comparing the two, I think I feel like I like the cast more in this one than in the remake. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of cheese in this one in the original. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's great. But it's funny, isn't it? Everyone sort of puts a lot into it. Everyone's kind of having a laugh. It's a bit like it's got like a bit of a, a John Waters vibe to mm. it. I think everyone, all, all the cast and crew, I bet had a real scream making this mm. film. So I do quite like everyone, even in the more cringy, cringy moments. I love the overacting of the sheriff as well. Yeah, is there, is that his line right now? It's all goes. Those were terrible murders, and it's just like the worst delivery of a line. <laughs> <laughs> the worst line yeah, and the yeah. worst delivery of a line, but yeah. it still makes you laugh. Oh, I think it's the mayor, isn't it? The, the mayor. Ma- the mayor, mayor. Get, when he gets to, when he opens the box with the heart and when in the car, and he shouts, "It can't be happening again." Yeah, yeah. But and I you think... just know his cigars 
wet and soggy. Yeah. Just constantly in his mouth. Yeah. Just, no, it's yeah. just like... But again, it feels like very tongue-in-cheek, I think, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, the, the bit where the, the, he's in the Kuchenberg, he's on, the, on his engine, his car engine. He's got the, he's got, he's got the, yeah. the bonnet up and he's poking the burger to see which red. He's <laughs> don't be poking my meat. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mayor's accent and I love the guy who works in the... Uh, is it the cage? Is that the name of the... The cage? Is that the name of the bar that they work in? That they, that they drink in. The one with the harbinger of death. Yeah, in. you're mm. all doomed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love him. See, every all like eighties films should have that character, shouldn't they? That's yeah. like yeah, he's a really good example of it as well. Yeah, the creepy old guy who, who tries to warn everyone and yeah. no one listens to, and yeah. then ends up being right. You know what I'm talking about? I'm telling you now, this town is accursed. It started twenty years ago. It's the night of the Valentine's Day dance. The Union Hall. The biggest event of the year. It had been a tradition for over a hundred years. Everybody was there except for seven miners who were out at the Hanager Mine. Five of them still down below. Two supervisors were waiting for the men to come up. Anxious to get to the party, they left before the men were safely out. Failing to check the methane gas levels in the tunnels down below. continued its party <laughs> for six weeks we dug around the clock to try to save them after we broke through one man was found alive I was the one who found <laughs> Harry Warden spent the next year in the state mental hospital exactly one year later on Valentine's Day, he came back to town. He killed the two supervisors who had left the post the year before. Then he cut out their hearts and stuffed them into heart-shaped candy boxes. That night at the dance, he found the boxes, blood dripping out the sides. Inside was a note, a warning from Harry, never to hold. Valentine's Dance ever again. Every February 14th, Harry comes back to town. His pickaxe stained with blood, waiting in the shadows of the Henniger Mine just for someone to kill, should they not heed his warning. Yeah. I did like as well Valentine's Day this year was on a Saturday so the day before was Friday the 13th yeah, yeah. that is nice that is nice <laughs> oh I didn't know yeah yeah I think Ben noticed that one and one of the highlights of the original for me is Mabel yeah it's amazing poor Mabel she's gone too soon Mabel. really isn't she Madam Mabel was it Madam Mabel's laundress Madam Mabel's laundress yeah it sounds like yeah. something else from Adam Mabel. Yeah. Maybe there's other stuff going on upstairs <laughs> yeah. yeah I would not be surprised it's actually cool. you're living from no. laundry Maybe that's why she's washing them all. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two of them spinning. <laughs> yeah, she's in one of them. <laughs> I made a note about Mabel just before she was spinning. When she was walking into the laundress, I made a note saying, Mabel's slip is showing. Oh, <laughs> was it? He was. Oh. Pussy. <laughs> right. She's bound to die. That explains the madam bit, then. Yeah. I thought that death was actually really 
Cream Brew some to yeah. be honest. Yeah, it, the difference between the uncut and the cup mm-hmm. version is how long they linger. Yeah. But like it lingers for quite a while. Well, it's, it's a bit disturbing. Yeah. It's spinning around whilst he's still hanging out of it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. it's quite it's, it's it's that clunky and it's like a macabre yeah. comedy to it, isn't mm. it? Really? It's just the body's just mm. flopping about. It's, it's got that thing as well. Well, I don't know about the way the version I watched anyway. It's like um, it's like which find general or the quality, the quality dips when it's yeah. seen it was cut out, so you yeah. can tell you can tell straight away. Yeah, every yeah. time it went, it went greeny and weird. Yeah, but there was quite a bit that did that. So the, the stuff that was cut out it wouldn't have made much sense really because I've only ever seen the, the cut, I've only ever seen the uncut version so. Yeah. Right. Think just trying to imagine what the film would be like without those scenes in it wouldn't make a lot of sense the scenes are there but I think everything's just edited yeah like down. quicker cuts yeah. Stuff, yeah yeah. so it, I think they said they put 8 minutes back in but there was eight apparently minutes. meant to be 12 or something so there's another 4 minutes that are still uh, being okay. edited back in but do you think it was lost not like important stuff oh right so it was just the, yeah because of the time some people think it was still cut but some people think it's just yeah Superfluous stuff that he didn't need anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's just so grisly. It's like he's roasted. It's like yeah, like, the, the makeup is amazing. Mm, like actually, beef jerky or something. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, you can't really compare CGI with that, can you? No, it's too fleshy. You couldn't get. You couldn't do that with CGI. Yeah. And I think that's the great thing about that death is yeah. the disgust you feel yeah. when she flops out of that dryer, yeah. <laughs> and you know you can always smell. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I like the fact on the original he was a, a lot more kind of fun and you he was know, playing with funny. the victims a bit more, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, I like that. And yeah. then they just lose all them in the remake. Yeah, but what I like about the in the original and the remake, I think Harry Warden is quite a scary presence. Yeah. And I think he's quite he's a bit like Jason in the way that he mm. sort of lumbers about and rushes everywhere rather than yeah. rather than walking like Michael Myers and being calm. He's just like very aggressive mm. and um, and very, uh, very macho. As I, I, I was saying to Martin, wasn't I? That in the remake, I actually quite fancy Harry Warden. Yeah. And I don't know why. I think it's just the boiler suit and the impaling, and the, yeah. I might need to have a little later. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I do quite fancy Harry Warden as a, as a as a presence. Yeah. I think it's just because he's big and brutal and manly. Well, he feels a lot more human. <sighs> Doesn't he? And I don't think because yeah. he sometimes when you have the unkillable machine, they are just that and they're just like a monster. Yeah. Whereas he's one of those ones that you can tell that it's just a man underneath. Yeah. You can find them hard, it's not weird. There's no Mabel in the remake, is there? No. But we have a we have a we have a the, version of the death The nanny the nanny gets roasted yeah. well put it put in a drive. The thing that annoys me about the, the remake is the most all of the best bits from the original they tried to redo. But not as good. Yeah, different, but nowhere near as good. Yeah, but I, I, I disagree. I, th- I like the bit with the um. So at the end, you know, when they're all trapped in the mine and Harry's coming for them, and he's smashing the bulbs. I preferred the smashing the bulbs in the mm. remake. I don't because in the remake it doesn't make any sense. In the original, what they already know who he is, so there's but so there's no suspense because they know who it is. But in the original, when they're escaping, they're just fleeing in terror, and he's smashing the yeah. bulbs as he's scaring them. So there's a point to it. It's like. 
the darkness is following you. And but, you know, yeah, I think I think aesthetically, I like I like in the remake. I like the little flash of the of the. Um, but but you get flashes of the gas mask as he smashes yeah. as he smashes the the bulbs, which I quite like. But the, for me though, the the tension's gone by that scene because you know who he is. So there's no tension to the scene. You know, it's been revealed who the killer right. is. Right, I think there's a couple yeah. of things which are sort of reshoots of parts of the original, mm. and I don't think they are actually integral to the plot of. The remakes, no, the remake you, film. They are, they are just very light. They're just very light nods to the yeah, original. Yeah. And as light nods to the original, I think they work mm. perfectly yeah. when you know about the original. Exactly what did you see? Something was following us. horrific event this town has ever seen. Authorities are calling this the Valentine's Day Massacre. In the town of Harmony, something unexplainable Hello? is happening. Come here, you better check this out. What is it? This January, Prepare to witness. What do you want? The most frightening 3D motion picture event to tear through the screen. For me, my issues with the remake aren't the same as yours. I've got issues with it, but the stuff with the gore and, and the killings for me is, is the good bit. That's, mm-hmm. all the, that's all the fun stuff for me. I mean, it's not that they're bad, it's just that if the original did it better, why are you remaking it? I well, suppose I prefer them to change it than yeah, to try and yeah. copy it verbatim and then just fuck it up. No, the stuff that they did change, it's fine. Like the first scene, the first scene is totally different. So you think, okay, fair enough, they've done something different with it. That's like a big massacre. There's kids having a party in the mine. Oh, yeah. And he just kills like 10 of them in one go. But people aren't going to go and see a 30, 40 year old Mm. mm, film, are they? They're just not. And your alternative is you either remake the original so that people will come and see it and hopefully some of those. We'll go and look at the original, or you try to get John or somebody like John to come up with a brand new idea mm. and invest money in that mm. and make that, a brand new film. That's no brilliant. Um, they don't <laughs> like new ideas. No, they really don't. It's been that way for a long time now. Mm. I was hoping that we'd get out of that rut, but it doesn't seem to be. It, no. doesn't seem, it just seems to be getting worse. Deeper, getting deeper into it. Yeah. I suppose we could compare, I think, the main. Cast so the, you've got Sarah, you've got Sarah, haven't you? The the lead girl, and mm. you've got um, Axel, yeah. And then you've got it's Tom, it's Tom, Tom it's Tom mm. in the remake, but TJ in the original, yeah. isn't it? So my question to you boys is to you gay boys and you, Jonathan, if you want to join in, who's the hotter TJ in the original or in the remake? So is it Jensen Ackles from Supernatural or is it um, the original guy whose surname's Affleck, but he's no relation? I don't know. There's all of. Jensen Ackles. Yeah, it's quite. I mean, it's. I think for me, it's easy. It's Jensen Ackles. I think it is Jensen Ackles. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's he really can't shit. act. Can he? <laughs> he's like, why is he? I don't understand why he's been in. Because he's so pretty. 
he is very pretty looks great in a vest however he is a terrible actor does people yeah. he, he does look good in a vest he is hot but there's hotter untalented but better actors than him yeah yeah I around yeah. I, don't, I don't understand why he's carrying a film and carried 17,000 seasons or series of Supernatural, Supernatural. yeah yeah but I think he was just huge off the back of Supernatural I think that, time, was, the, that was the peak right? wasn't it because I think wasn't it the same year that Friday the 13th remake about 2009 wasn't it so the, the, the two lads went off into each one didn't they so Jared Thingy was in Friday the 13th and he was in was he yeah and, he, and Jensen Ackles is in this so I think they, I think they were both peak fame weren't they to be fair I didn't recognise them because I've never watched Supernatural well I've only ever seen a bit of Supernatural yeah. and it's not really familiar. I loved the first couple of seasons and then it, yeah, it was just literally shit it was the same thing happened every season and then it was written for girls to make fan fiction about. Do they never get it on? No. Aren't they brothers? Yeah, oh, brothers. right. Do they never yeah, get, get it on? Then <laughs> 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 I won't watch it. Um, but um, I was thinking about TJ in the original. He's so camp. Was it just yeah. me? Who thought he was really camp? I like the way he like, runs around with his little neckerchief on and stuff. And yeah. he's, he's got a like, camp little voice. The neckerchief was cute. I like that. Yeah. Why else doesn't he work? Why else does he run off to university? And mm. He runs off to Hollywood, doesn't he? <laughs> to Hollywood University. I Is it Hollywood? I thought it said he run off to Hollywood, and I'm sure it's like. I thought, yeah, I thought they said that. And maybe it is. Because they have that big way to go to the coast, don't they? It's like, oh, you've you, you went there, you went yeah. out, you went out west to try and make you fame, and now you've come yeah. back when mm. it didn't work out. So the premise is the same in both as that. Tom Hanniger or TJ in the original has gone off hasn't he and he's the heir to the miners and he's he, he, so he's coming back and in the in the remake he's selling the miners isn't he? yeah. so he's, very, he's not very popular it's not as melodramatic in the original either is it I no, don't think no. it's, it's so boring in the second one yeah and yeah definitely I think that in, in the remake it's the characters feel a lot more like they're hard done by and very tortured and like moody teenager kind of like I feel like the first ones you have some reasons to be annoyed I think TJ's still a little bit needy. Seems so he left and ran away. Yeah. It was been uncalled for then he went and stole that girl. I don't like the way she seems like a boyfriend. In the, in the original? Yeah. Yeah. Or the remake, both of them. She, I just think. Well, she doesn't really ditch Axel in the remake, does she? She was thinking about it. Well, he was having a fucking affair. Oh, yeah, but he was worse in the first one. He was in the second, second one. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't do anything wrong in the second one. Yeah, I actually, didn't think. I had actually, less he wasn't interested in her. Yeah, until he? she knew he. Until there was competition. Right? Yeah. There was competition yeah. with the pickaxe. So if you go for like weird um, sexy rendezvous in the woods, there's like a weird cabin yeah. in the woods to go to his empty. Yeah. His dad's, and, uh, is it, his dad's cabin or yeah. something. Yeah. So Axel, do you prefer Axel in the original or the remake? Maybe the original in this original. I think the original because I quite like, I, I liked him when he was Jack in Dawson's Creek. But he hasn't aged. He didn't age well in those age 10 well. years. He didn't age well in those 10 years and he's completely unconvincing as a, as a sheriff of a yeah. town, of a small town. Oh yeah. As well. Looks like a kid's playing dress up. He does. He does. He's got such a like a like a baby face. That, hasn't he? Mm. Well, again, I know like, more problems with the remake. It's a no one. None of the actors are even convincing. Yeah, they're it's not. just no. There's, there's no yeah. no it's one good. carries the film. Yeah, yeah. No. The acting is awful in the in yeah. the remake. Yeah, and it took me a while to realise because I watched it when it first came out and enjoyed it for the three D elements of it. Um, but watching it again and again and again, 
I realised more and more just how bad so it was just the acting is. Boring. It was. I was genuinely bored. It was yeah. just like melodrama. Why is this slasher film? Yeah. Mostly boring, boring melodrama. Yeah. We're having a conversation on the bridge, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's one of the worst. And he's just like, what the fuck? And then we're in the bar, and it's all about selling the mine, and I'm like, this is boring. Yeah. Why? What? What? A slasher film shouldn't have yeah. fucking forty minutes of boring yeah. melodrama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> script. The script itself isn't its strong point in yeah. the remake, but I think it's good. It is good fun. Yeah, I, I feel there's like other things that redeem it. Yeah, you could chop out the melodrama and have a really funny slash yeah. throwback mm-hmm. film. If you t- if you made it an eighty minute film, got rid of some of the melodrama and kept it as trashy as the ten minutes in the motel, yeah, it'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah, but yeah. on like we watch Jello films all the time, aren't they just basically melodrama? Yeah, but they're really stylish, though. That's yeah, it. This has got no the... style. This has got literally no <laughs> you style. You guys complain about the melodrama, and we also like melodrama. Well, it's that's... just that the melodrama was done well, bad. Well, I write melodrama, and I can't complain about <laughs> melodrama. It's just, it's so drab. Yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's, it's just badly done. It's not the fact that it is melodrama. Oh. It's just that it's just not well executed. There's no point to it. That conversation on the bridge is meant to be incredibly moody yes. isn't it and there's like a grey sky and they're on like this small town Iron Bridge and I think if it was I don't know if it was if it was a British independent film set in the 80s it would have been all grim and yeah. moody and dark and it would have been wonderful yeah. and yet they managed to make small town industrial America boring and yeah. not seem like it was part of a Bruce Springsteen Song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the writer has taken that tip from watching Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek and things like that and he's thought, Well that's what teenagers want to see. Yeah. Um I think that's why he's done the writer, by the way, tangent, is the hot trucker who's shagging in the motel. Oh really? The naked trucker oh, is the writer yeah. of the film. You were a marvellous writer. Rose himself Rose <laughs> himself the best. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> um The one with the with Ridiculously long sex scene the at the great, beginning. The, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's him. He's the writer. Yeah, and he definitely done himself a favour there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was integral. It was integral. Yeah, it was. That was tastefully done. It was tastefully <laughs> done. It would have compromised the artistic integrity of the film if that had been I don't, I don't I think mean, I've ever seen something so full on blatant for that long. The way she chases him down the street yeah. and everything. Well, it's so called for, but really? so perfect. It was brilliant. Well, apparently, so that's so. If, if the whole film was kept like that, that level of trash, yeah. it would be amazing. <laughs> well, that, yeah. That's the issue with it is that it promises trash and it does deliver. But then it just it just then undoes it all with yeah. with like it's like someone else did that ten minutes of the film and yeah. then some boring yeah. cunt took over. But for me, so in in the remake of My Bloody Valentine, there's a there's a ten fifteen minute set piece that's set at the local motel, isn't there? Mm. Where um, Tom Haddock is going to stay. The a level of trash in it elevates the film to. Just ultimate grindhouse gutter. It elevates elevates these ten minutes at least. That's what I mean, yeah. But (laughs) but that's what stands out for it, isn't it? You always remember that that section of this film. So just to set the scene, there's a desk clerk, dwarf, little person, midget. Don't know what you say. We're in a safe space. We can say whatever we like. So she is the. So first of all, you see this woman who was it was clearly an off the wall character. Well, isn't she? I got the impression that the the motel gets used as you know like. You pay by the hour, so yeah. I got she was kind of like the madam. Okay, as well. the madam. Yeah. 
Um, so he meets her first, and then he walks past the window and sees a couple having very, very loud sex, wild sex. She's riding them like a book and bronco on the bed. Yeah, she's she really hot. He is really hot. Um, and so she is Irene, isn't she? So she's in. So the opening section of the of the of the remake, we have all of the students down in the in the mine having a party, and Irene is like the blonde who goes out with Axel, who then becomes the sheriff, and she. Is one of the people who's escaped, who escapes, and then in the in the following ten years or whatever, she becomes the town whore basically, yeah. and she's riding this truck of all he's worth. Then realizes that he's filmed it all. Yeah. No, she uh, looks yeah. at she looks at the mirror on the ceiling first, and then says, "I look so hot today." She, she re- did. Fair play. She did. She did. She realizes he's filmed it all, so um, basically responds by chasing him into the parking lot with a gun and her shoes and his shoes and nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. else. <laughs> Now, the actress Betsy Rue, who plays this character, apparently the script did say that she grabs a sheet, so she was covered in a sheet, but they did loads of takes where she just kept standing on the sheet and it fell off. So she said, oh, fuck it, let's do it without the sheet. So it was her idea to be completely sure. naked the whole time. Yeah. The sheet was just annoying. Oh, God, on it. Do you know what? I think it, it, it works better. Her, and it works better, her just doing it the way she yeah, did because definitely. actually it's always she looks hot but you all like thinking she's running outside <laughs> naked yeah. but actually it, it gives you it's a real impression just how angry and pissed off <laughs> she is and she is going to shoot him it gives it's one of the it's one of the, those moments where the woman is naked in a slashing movie where it actually empowers her yeah yeah it's she a good comedy moment yeah, as well like it's, it's just crazy. funny yeah, yeah she just, just laugh out loud she's just like yeah I don't give a shit um, so, but in all fairness for the actress as well if you've already agreed to a topless scene where you're going to be riding someone's dick you might as well just strut down the street and as well own exactly. that yeah. yeah exactly um, so she basically follows him out and then Harry Warden is waiting in the truck and all hell breaks loose and then we have um, he's murdered with a pickaxe to the head um, she's murdered with a pickaxe to the stomach and the little person who runs the motel is impaled up through the vagina and then out through the head and, and <laughs> stuck to the ceiling <laughs> And it's just amazing. Um, so this brings me to my little tangent. First of all, um, Todd Farmer, who's the writer and the hot guy, he's listed in the film as Frank the Trucker. Even that gives me a hard on. <laughs> um, so um, I did some research on the little lady who runs the thing. Her name is Selena Luna. And she's a burlesque dancer and That's a stand-up hard. comedian. Best friends with Jackie Beat. Oh, okay. Drag queen. Um, so she's in a short film does anyone watch this yes yes. not the whole film just the bit you told can you believe that film incredible I I was in my film so she's in a short film (laughs) that was directed by Rosa van Praunheim who was a German film director and gay activist and amazing based in Berlin and he's made some crazy films and he made this short film starring Selena Luna and gay porn star Jeff Stryker who's like a, a gay icon and the film is called Can I Be Your Breakfast, Please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine where this is going. Yeah. And Jeff Stryker basically plays like a stranger from uh, the Midwest. And he um, he comes to Hollywood to make it big, rents a room in a motel. Everyone in there becomes obsessed with him. But it turns out, spoiler, it turns out that they're all cannibals and they just want to eat him. So Selena Luna is one of the cannibals. And she has this like this, this section where, where Jeff Stryker's in the shower. So we get lots of close-ups of his massive knob. And she's calling him and giving him like dirty phone calls and rubbing the phone all over her. And she has this fantasy where she's got him, where she's got him washing a car. In, the car. <laughs> in like the in like 
just like a really a vest and a, and a little legging type thing so she can just see right through because the wet and she's like make sure you scrub the front Jeff and you know all this sort of stuff <laughs> make, oh, it oh, make it shine make it shine get all the dirt and she's just absolutely brilliant amazing yeah, it's, it's hysterical so yeah so researching this woman made me discover a new Jeff Riker film and made me want to read up on uh, Rosa Van Praunheim, the filmmaker, as well. A little queer tangent there for my bloody Valentine remake, I thought. Just just watch that scene. Find that scene on YouTube and watch that. Yeah. No, no, there's yeah. much more good in, in the remake, I think. And, well, you know what? I like the giant Jenga. That was about it. Did you go back and watch so it? So now and ever, mm-hmm. never got time, ta- please explain the giant Jenga. Did anyone Jenga. else see it? Basically, in the remake, at the end, when the when they're the fighting, when they're having the scuffle, there's like loads of blocks, and it looks like it literally just looks like it. there's a giant game of Jenga <laughs> next to them. So I was like watching the thing, and oh, when's this giant Jenga going to get knocked over? And it survives the scuffle, but then when there's the explosion, you see all these blocks go flying everywhere. Yeah. All oh, right. I, I, maybe I maybe I hallucinated. Maybe I was carbon monoxide leaking my yeah. house or something. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone else has seen the giant Jenga, tell me I'm not yeah. going mad. Please tweet Jonathan at Cthulhu. What is it? Cthulhu five hundred two. You're not insane. I don't know. He's not insane. Um, yeah, because I was like, but you know, if you were trapped in a mine, at least you've got yeah. Jenga to play. Just yeah. so you know, everyone in the room's just moved a pace away from. <laughs> <laughs> So that that section of the of the remake is amazing and captures proper grind out horror. Yeah, if, if the film, if the rest of the film kept that well level of high quality or low quality, whichever, you know, it would have been great. Yeah, but it does. For me, it sends into ball and melodrama with terrible actors. Mm. Um, I my biggest problem with it, and it's my problem with anything that's three D horror. Oh God, the three D. Hate when something is made for three yeah. day. I pop a note. I think the exact opposite. That's what three D no. was invented for. But no, it don't play off to it so much. It doesn't. Need Why to, not? Especially, I think it's even more cringy when you then watch it in two right. D. When you watch it in two D, <laughs> so well. I'm like, oh, this that is just, no, just it. Just added to it. Just no, added to the fun so for me. Bad. It makes me want to die. One of the final destinations did it as well, yeah. and it's just like everything is like. Oh, and now this, but in 3D. But I think the same I, thing, but in 3D. I think 3D was invented for that. I think 3D was invented for terrible horror movies to have lots of scenes with things poking out the screen yeah. at you. And I, I think when, when they made this real D thing where it's all about the depth of the vision and the depth of fields and all that, I just think I'm bored by that. I want things to fly out the screen at mm. me. I don't like 3D anyway, in any shape or form. Mainly because it, it doesn't agree with my eyes and it gives me a headache. Gives me a bit of a headache. Yeah. I have to take my glasses off every time I go to cinemas now, which is just annoying. Yeah. Can't see anything. But I just think, don't and play up, don't hammer up. And they do 3D as well, tends to be CGI, so it always looks really it looks fake rubbery. as well, I think. Everything looks it was funny rubbery. though, I did see it in 3D on the cinema when it first came out, and it was an absolute scream. Mm-hmm. Like the bit where um, Tom Atkins, spoiler, gets his jaw ripped off, that flew off the screen, <laughs> and that was brilliant. Amazing. That is a really good... Um, the bit where the mayor comes out with the shotgun and he's looking for Harry Ward and he, and he slowly pans the shotgun across that came off mm-hmm. the screen as well so it did in 3D it did really it work it did really work yeah but let's go back to the original I want to talk about um, cancel the dance or it'll happen thrice <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that is an iconic slasher used the word thrice does anyone write down the whole the whole rhyme 
Um, I've hit on the first one, but I don't think I've hit on the second one. It's something like I killed once, I killed twice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I cancel the dance or it'll happen thrice. Nice. The use of the word thrice just wins everything for me. And so some of the deaths in the original are amazing. Love, Dave, they are amazing. Dave gets his face boiled off in hot dog water. Yeah. In yeah. hot dog water, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like a, a slash, that's like a, a camp slasher, isn't yeah. it? Like, that's like a sleepaway camp. Sleepaway camp, camp yeah, I was thinking. One. Yeah. Thinking. Yeah, well, with the boiled pedophile. <laughs> pedophile. <laughs> 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 in the giant pot. Yeah. yeah. In the cut version, mean. his face doesn't boil. That's what they cut. He just drowns, and yeah. then he just yeah. cuts off. Which right. it's just really not the same effect. No, it's really yeah. not because it's it's quite gruesome, isn't it? It's like all blisters and yeah. Is that and before after Halloween too? Because that happens in that as well. I, I think it's before. It's before. I love the um, the classic horror moments where the the man goes into the fridge and yeah. he doesn't see the dead body like at the bottom and he's just speech and revealed so just really it's good. just camp fun is I love things like that I love the bit where so um, the guy from the bartender from the cage he's setting up the fake Harry to scare everyone oh god he's so easily amused isn't he yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you just wake him up and you know exactly what's going to happen keeps opening the so, yeah so he sets yeah. it, he sets it up so if you open the door a fake Harry Warden will come out with a pickaxe so he keeps doing it again and again and you're just waiting for the time when it's the real Harry Wars and, and he finds it funnier and funnier <laughs> 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 I like the fact that he almost thought about walking away there and just leaving after the last time and he goes and you can see in his face oh just one more time and he yeah. walks back and yeah. just no yeah bad decision I think the possibly the best death in, in it though is um, the shower is it the girl Sylvia where she's impaled on the shower yeah, and the turns shower into head. a shower head yeah, it's brilliant yeah <laughs> it's fucking amazing and then he turns the shower on, so you see the water just flying it, out of him. It's a really strange water feature, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's a bit much. Yeah. It's great. You know the teen, the party? Hmm. What is, what's the thing with snorting beer? I don't yeah. understand. I was quite confused by maybe that. Maybe that still happens, though. Is that what you do? No. Before but you like, get off of the... Why? You'd have an, um, people do it with tequila. You snort tequila? Yeah. You, uh, you, you snort tequila... Put um, the lime in your eye. Put your lime in your eye and <laughs> eat the sauce or something like that. It's like you do it. It's got like a suicide tequila. That's insane. But you do like, and then lots of people um, put alcohol in their eye as well because you absorb it for your blood vessels quicker. But these are snorting. You can also blow. But these are snorting beer up the nose. Ah, through the straw, through yeah. a straw, isn't it? Yeah. It would just go down into your system, then. especially because yeah. the straw it just bypasses it. Unless there wasn't beer in the can. Maybe. Maybe it was cocaine. Like trolls. Mm-hmm. It's not really coke. There you go. That might have been what it was. Why do we keep going back to troll too? <laughs> <laughs> I think the bit where they go, where they set off down the mine, is really exciting. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's like a uh, roller coaster ride. I mm. said to Ben, I would love to do that. Yeah, that's I'd be, brilliant. But I'd be terrified of doing that as well at the same time. So they say no women allowed in the mine. He says. Oh, that that was his problem. Yeah, yeah. That it wasn't that they were going to be all drunk, intoxicated, and partying in the mine. It was because the women were going to come with. Yeah. It's fine for the men to go down drunk. That that's completely okay. Well, that's my motto for life. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine mm-hmm. for the men to go down drunk. <laughs> isn't the thing though where it's like I think it's on like submarines as well, isn't it? Where it's like because it's such it's not like a sexist thing. It's to do with like because the air is recycled. Like there's like hormones in the air, so women like women can't save on submarines. Because this sounds like bullshit. Because, it, because it's to do with the recycled air and it like messes up with the, the body chemistry. I'm sure like, I'm all bullshit on this. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure someone told me their brother their brother work their brother's in the navy and they said it's it's to do with that. 
Because because you're underwater for so long, That's the so air weird. has to be recycled, and it's like the the air is just male. So it's like if, a, if a woman if a woman's there, it just because you don't have it all. It fucks up the hormones. It, you probably could have an all female one. I want to get on the girl sunbreen. Yeah, it might not be. That's what someone told me. If anyway, there's a, if there's a woman on a all male submarine, it's going down. I'm loving the tangents in this episode. Brilliant. Maybe it's hair hormones, which would mess up their lives rather than their <laughs> 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 breasts. That's just what someone well, told I me. Worked in, I worked in an office. I work, I've worked mostly in offices with all, all women. But 20 years ago, I was working in an office with all women, and they were all relatively, relatively young, around my age, and all their periods were completely and utterly insane because yeah. one day I was walking around the office and said That's I don't scary. know why I just feel like crying for no reason <laughs> <laughs> and I keep on bumping into the furniture and they all looked at me and said yeah we know why yeah. oh wow and it and it happened dead regularly then over oh. like it happened really regularly I got I got sympathetic PMT exactly the same time as them and, it, and they were very easy going it wasn't like their mood it wasn't like they were all really lovely women. All those like, women, vagina do. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And unfortunately now, we're laughing about this in work. I work in an office surrounded by 20 or 30 menopausal women. So I'm <laughs> going through the menopause Are you in feeling sympathy. hot and dry tonight? I'm not feeling hot and dry. <laughs> not powdery. not powdery down there. <laughs> So it might be something to do with that rather than it being just pure sexism. Maybe. We don't know. No, on, I think it was sexism. Even if that's true, I, thought, I still think the film was just being a bit sexist. <laughs> I just don't believe it. Yeah. Well, no, it's not really. It's, the film's not being sexist. The film's reflecting. Well, no. a ma- the film's reflecting a macho industry where they have strange superstition yeah can you imagine yeah, what it'd be like I to be a woman living in that town yeah I don't think it was actually the film was being sexist I think it was actually very true to the characters I, yeah, that's probably what happened yeah. so I have no problem with the film doing it I just thought it was funny yeah. that it was a statement there's a sailing tradition that women shouldn't be on a ship speaking of women so the women in um, the original so Sarah is played by Laurie, Laurie Hallier is much better than the Sarah in the remake I think yeah she's still not amazing I mean she's alright she doesn't stand out. To be honest, I do love the original, but I like and I like the characters. But the only people that stand out for me are Harry Warden and Mabel. Mm. Mm. Everyone else is kind of fine. Oh, I like the guy in the bar, the drunk guy in the bar. Patty's okay as well. I quite like Patty. She's like the so, weird, the crazy one who goes so down into the bar. Patty's the daffy mate, isn't yeah. she? And she's alright, I suppose. Yeah. With her dress cut down to here and slashed up to there. However, when she puts it on, it's not quite it's low. Not really and it's not quite high, yeah. as she says. <laughs> it is quite, um, Passes a tease. Hmm. Even though there are girls and there's like voyeurism, it's still quite male centric. Yeah. The entire thing. Yeah. And it is all about the men in yeah. the film. They're the characters that I take home. I don't really pay attention to the girls that much. Yeah. Well, where I do have a problem with the film and the film being sexist, and it is sort of reflecting the times, but it's, stu- it, it's too much. It's stupid. Is those girls are completely passive and stupid and screaming and crying. Patty goes she goes from being she? she goes from being sassy, yeah. confident, not giving a shit, to being completely weak, weak-willed and yeah, 
and just she turns awful. into one of those girls oh, where you're screaming she's... at the telly just leave her she's yeah, too fucking and they just like stand there screaming yeah and they think the director could have told them to do something yeah. else whereas what I quite like I do quite like in contrast to that in the remake I don't think Sarah's particularly strong she's what what's her name Jamie King is it or something mm. like that mm-hmm. I think she's wet I think she's a drip whereas it, but I like I do quite like the slutty one Megan yeah I do quite like it but I but I like the character more than the actress. I think the actress isn't quite good enough to be... She's not quite hoey enough. I mean, no. what I quite like about it is that they say they paint her to be the town trollop by making her sit in the diner, drinking, seductively drinking from a milkshake with cherries on top with like a, with the shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. the sleeves of top down, so she's got bare shoulders. So it's quite old-fashioned. It's very small town. Small town slot. Small, small town bike, isn't she? <laughs> Um, and I do quite like I do sort of quite like her character um, I really do like the set piece with um, the mother and whore trapped together in the in the supermarket mm. so they've got to help each other I, I do quite yeah. like that however I think that it would have been a bit better if they'd ramped it up first and I, I feel like it would have been better if Sarah and Megan mm. had had these had it out with each other, you know. Yeah. You're shagging mm. my man. They just flew together, weren't they? Really? Yeah. I'd rather these had like a big, a big confrontation first, saying, "You've been shagging my man." Yeah, I have been shagging your man. What are you going to do about it? And then, boom, they have to rely on each other. To survive. Yeah. Or, or one of them just throws the other one to him and goes, "Oh, yeah, you were sleeping with my husband." Fuck yeah. Then throws it, throws it to. But Sarah can't do that, can she? Because she's been painted as a nicey, nicey drip. Yeah, she could have tried to kill him off. You know. Yeah. Now either either is more interesting than what's yeah. on screen. However, I do like I do yeah. like what they tried to do with it. As soon as I started watching it, I were, I said the fact that I don't reckon any recognise anyone from this film tells me the, the actors are terrible. Oh like they've never gone on to do anything. Yeah, no this is the, this is their career. Well he went back <laughs> to Supernatural, didn't he? Mm. And um, Jack from Dawson's Creek was in He was in Charmed and he was in Final Destination. Final Destination. That was before this. But that was before, yeah. So this was a this was a career killer for a lot of people, yeah. then, wasn't it? But it, it it was quite well received. It was successful oh, because it was cheap. It, it, made money. it, it looked cheap. I thought how yeah. much money did it cost to make? Not a bit much. But it was a box office. It was successful. It was a successful film. I remember mm. when I went to see it on the open night. It was rammed. It felt like a made for TV or made straight to DVD. For no, according to Wikipedia, it was a fourteen million dollar yeah, budget. It, it looks looks cheap, and it made. Hundred million. So that no, that that is a that is a, a hit. That is a hit. It but is a hit, and they were going to make a sequel. But, but then, when was it released? Was it released on two thousand and nine? On Valentine's Day. Oh, I don't know. Because a horror film on Valentine's Day called My Blue Valentine. Of course, she were going to make yeah. massive amounts of money. Sixteenth of January two thousand and nine. Well, just in time then. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I do like that scene, and what I quite like about the, the there is a mean spirited edge to the remake, and I love the fact that she's pregnant and gets killed. Mm. I think yeah. that's like weird. That's dark, isn't it? Yeah, it's like an added touch, isn't it? It's an added, it's an added darkness. Could just rip the baby out. Well, that's what I, you know the bit with the um, the heart in the in the box. I thought it should have been a fetus. <laughs> I don't want to mean it. Perfect, but so good. They should have just gone the whole hog. I felt like that was a bit. I mean, yes, only for that setup, but it was a bit of an underplayed kind of twist. She kind of reveals it, but there's well, no real. I, I suppose you're thinking on, yeah, it's kind of a. It's, 
It's a little bit like the same with the landlady. It's like this person's kind of become like a protected character, so you don't expect that person to die. Yeah. You know, if you see yeah. someone, if you see, oh, this person's pregnant in a film, they're probably going to be okay. Or, yeah. Or this person's dwarf they're probably not going to get murdered horribly and then when they do it's like (laughs) well this is different yeah so you know I'll give it I'll give it credit for that can I I just go back to that scene where we first meet her in the diner Um, I made a note that I noticed that the onion rings were only $1.75 in the diner I like that yeah Um, another (laughs) thing I noticed me and Martin watched this together and we both noticed this about Tom Jensen Ackles is he putting that voice on? The deep voice, the deep. The yeah. It sounds like he's, he's someone said to him, sound moody. Yeah. You need yeah, to sound he doesn't normally sound like that. Doesn't he? I was thinking, does like it in real life? Does he talk like Liberace? <laughs> like, oh, hi. But I think that just adds to the whole angsty teenager kind of vibe that I get from everyone in this remake. Yeah. They all kind of sound like that, like they're so hard done by. And that for me is the biggest the biggest let down it's like yeah. the teen angst with some good bits but it's like I can't get past the boring teen mm. angst yeah. for me I, this is probably a bold statement but this is probably the least enjoyable film I've watched for, for Barbara to be doing podcasts really? yeah I, I can't believe you feel so strongly against mm-hmm. it it's just boring I, I was genuinely after that 10 minute tracking scene it was great it just was melodrama and slow and melodrama and terrible acting and boring I, I just couldn't you know, by the time the by the time the climax came with all the fights, like they redid the shovel versus pickaxe scene again, didn't they? And all mm-hmm. that. That, that, that was past caring. I was the like, shovel in the face was amazing. Oh, right at the very start, you know, yeah. she had the head chopped in off. But yeah. then that's like that first five minutes. Yeah, good. And the bit where he where, the bit where the, he shoves the mayor's uh, impales the mayor's eye on it as well, and it comes through the back of his head. I like that as well. In fact, I like all the kills. Mm-hmm. No, the I thought the. I thought apart from the the hotel scene and the the little opening scene, I yeah. thought most of the most of the rest of the kills in the film were quite boring. I, I actually, really liked them. I had a problem with the amount of like killings in, especially that opening. Like I just thought it was ridiculous. Just Jason, it's just like Jason, yeah. About thirty people, 30, 50 people, whatever, and it was just ridiculous. It was like this is not a serial killer. This was like it was just like next level stupidness. It was over the top. But I thought it was a perfect slasher opening. No, I thought it was I just too it was much. Setting the game. It was, it was like saying, "This is how ridiculous." And even he didn't even send the hearts in the post on this. Like the way he does, he just put two. But hearts. there was, there was he, as you've just said, he killed thirty people. Do you know how much stamps cost? Was, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You try and carry thirty. <laughs> it's not just stamps now. It's twenty. It's thirty years on. You don't have to just buy stamps. You have to pay by size. Yeah. Did like, you have the heart through one of those lesser things? Wait if you pass. UPS, can you imagine how much that would cost? No. Yeah. FedEx, yeah. FedEx is hard. I think you're being very unfair. Yeah. I okay. love FedEx. <laughs> I thought there was crap acting. The script wasn't great, but I just thought it was a. I just thought it was a great rom. It was just like it was just really really good fun. And the one thing that was missing for me. Was it there should have been stupid Valentine rhymes? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yes, definitely. He was so much and that would have been that would have been good. It did just been stupid, yeah. ridiculous Valentine rhymes. That it would have been. Yeah. Because mm. that was a fun little element of the yeah. best one, and I think this was the opportunity to go even stupider. Yeah. yeah. You could have just gone and had fun, but I think they were too busy trying to be serious. Well, yeah. Now I agree with you, and and um, what I what I'm. What where I disagree with you is that I think all of I do like the kills. I think the opening is is great. 
I just wish that these these had kept up the, the momentum of it. Yes, yeah. it's all it's all been as you say as stupid and as trashy as the motel bit. Yeah. I think it would have been a fucking amazing film. Yeah, it would have been overwhelmingly good. Do that for ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah I'd love it. Yeah. It's like when we spoke about cursed, like <laughs> as bad as that <laughs> film was. It was that bad that it it was, it, it was a fucking hot mess. Yeah. So you could laugh at it for how bad it was, but this wasn't. This was just bad and boring. Yeah. Apart from like ten minutes. Yeah. I think I just got through all the boring bits because I've seen it before, so I knew yeah. the good bits that were coming. Yeah. See, I think there was lots of fun. There was loads of fun things and the kills. I really liked the kills and and I liked the three D bits. Even yeah. though I was watching it in three D, loved yeah. it because it was just ridiculous and it just kept and just made it fun. It made it humorous. Yeah. And my fa- my feeling is is that the producers were pote- actually potentially wanting something that was fun and lightweight, and maybe the director did. But the but script, some, but yes. the script was really really earnest, and the actors thought they would thought they were in a f- mostly thought they were in a film. Well, mm. the, f- the main three or four actors thought they were in a very serious film yeah. and played it very, very earnest. And weren't good enough. Whereas, weren't good enough, <laughs> yeah. whereas actually the older actors and some of the more peripheral actors understood they were in a bit more of a ridiculous film. Well, Tom Atkins has been in all, so many classic mm. horrors, hasn't he? And mm. I just love him. I can close my eyes and know it's him because I know mm. his voice so well from my childhood. And he's amazing. Is that him in uh, Season of the Witch? Yeah, that, yeah that's it, yeah. yeah. And The Fog. Yeah, and Escape from New York. He's yeah, amazing. You want actors to commit to their part, but you want them to be re- committed to the right part. Yeah. You don't want them trying to commit to some Ken Loach film when actually they're just in a trashy Hollywood. Yeah, that, to be fair, yeah. That, that is a good point because the, the scenes without those main actors in, you know, the younger actors are do tend to be the better that scene. Yeah. So mm. it's they, they drag it down really when yeah. they should be the people bringing the new film up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whereas in the original, the cast all just seems to be having an absolute ball. Mm, yeah. And you can tell yeah, you can it feel it off yeah, the screen. It comes across. There is um, one death in the original that I think is cut. The two that are impaled. Yeah. Oh dear, Bay of Blood. Yeah. Or, yeah. or Friday the 13th too, yeah. whichever. Yeah. The director said that he did actually shoot that scene. Right. But it got lost, I think. I, I think that, that's that, was in the, that was in the... The version I watched. No, but you see them. But the no, director says them. that he shot them. Get oh, actually get impaled. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't you just see the bodies get yeah. found? Yeah, yeah, because he just walks in and just pins to the couch. Which I would yeah. be fuming if I was in a horror film and I didn't even get killed. Yeah. I know, I know. Like that is the biggest injustice. I'd be livid. Martin, I made a note and I really laughed at it, uh, and um, it's and I can't remember what it's about, and it's Spaffy Cumberheart. That's how I described the film. <laughs> <laughs> but it's happy come home. A bad thing or a good thing? Um, what is it? I made the notes just after. You know the bit where, you know the bit where Sarah is in the car. It's towards the end. Sarah's in the car with Tom, and Axel's the on the phone. Axel's on the to her saying, saying to her, you know, you, he's a killer. Get out of the car. And I made the note of um, uh, where she says to him on the phone. Basically, I'm in the dark woods by the old mine. And he says, okay, go to the abandoned shack. You'll be safe there. <laughs> it's just after that. So it's when she's in the shack. Oh, it's, it's a box of chocolates. It's, chocolate. it's open. Yeah, it's yeah. boxes of chocolates. And miraculously, within a day, the house is overrun with rats. Right. From one box of open chocolates. Yeah. 
I think it's the chip box of chocolates because it's. Oh, um, no, but there's loads of. There's, do you find a big stack of boxes out there in the cupboards yeah. and they're all covered in dust and smeg and stuff? Or smeg? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe it's staff and smeg. Maybe it just don't look like it was covered in cum. I can't. <laughs> You'll have to rewatch it and find out. I'm going to have to go looking for cum. Maybe it was your shopping list. Look out for uh, Maybe I've mixed it up, yeah. It's probably on my shopping list. Look out for the Jenga as well. And the Jenga. Um, so, just, we'll go back to the, so the end of the original. It's like Scooby-Doo, but scary for yeah. me. That, the last bit of the original, where they're all running around screaming in the, in the, yeah. in the old mine. And the best death at that point. Yeah. Well, but, um, for me, the best death in the original one is the girl who gets hung after um, when they're climbing the ladder. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And she gets she drops down and snaps in front of them and then just falls and her head comes off. It's yeah. Just, that's yeah. fucking brutal. It's really good. And right? it's a really effective, like, jump and then, oh, my God, and then, oh, my God, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think because yeah, the climbing up, Artie's are trying to escape climbing up forever, and then he's as <laughs> yeah. he, he's messed with the ladder, so they've got to climb back down. Again. Back down again. Um, I love the childhood flashback where where chat where the little boy gets splashed splashed in the face all the blood, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the, that final, the last, the ending where he's cutting his own arm off and laughing maniacally yeah. is fucking brilliant. The laugh is horrible, and he like yeah. Runs off into the dark. It's yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Uh, and he's singing as well. Yeah. And then there's an yeah, actual he song. Runs off, yeah. There's an actual song over the credits that's like a folk song about my bloody yeah. Valentine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love when he writes a song that just describes the plot of a film. But like, <laughs> in case you haven't caught on, it reminded me the whole film in general, the original. I think why I liked it so much. It was remember the burning. It was mm, like it had it that. Similar, it yeah. had that kind of vibe to it where it was kind of like. It was. It kind of went under the radar a little bit. Yes, but it was so it had that cult factor. Yeah, yeah. No, I really love it. I think it's great. The original. I think. I think. I think Canadians do make interesting slasher mm. movies. Do like yeah. if you look at Black, yeah, well. Black Christmas as well? Yeah, Black Christmas as well. I do think it's. I do think it's a funny one. The twist in the the remake. Did we like the twist for one? What that attempt? Yeah, and like that well, is. Well, they switched. They just switched around basically yeah. the for the remake. But it's the split personality you know, that's the. But that yeah that. In the original, there's no split personality, is there? No. He does go a bit manic at the end. Mm. But he doesn't think he's Harry Warden. No. He well, doesn't imagine himself locked in a cage while someone else kills people, no. does he? It's very Switchblade romance, actually. Mm. Or Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club, yeah. Yeah, Fight Club. Remember Fight Club? Fight, well, it would have been a bit before this one, yeah. quite a while, but... It's, yeah. um... American Psycho probably more. Was it? I don't think he was uh, a strong enough actor to nah, actually he pull was, off. He was terrible. At, well, he was terrible at everything, and that he was especially terrible in this book. Yeah, he just he didn't pull off that. That could have been an interesting twist if he had someone who was actually good at portraying the two personalities. But I hate that as a plot twist anyway. I think yeah, split personality and thinking you're someone else. A just doesn't really exist. We've established this, but whatever. If you want to use this as a plot point. He covers up his own tracks uh. very lucidly and plans it all out, and then he play it like he doesn't know. But I'm like, no, you've just killed someone and then covered up that you've killed them. You can see that with what you're doing on this flashback scene. But he's in denial, isn't he, I suppose? Yeah, I just didn't think it was very convincing. Yeah. No, no, me neither. I, I was annoyed at the explosion as well, I have to say. This is like Hollywood where they don't understand how explosions work. Yeah, <laughs> it was <pretty laughs> It's like and people survive by hanging he, behind rocks. Yeah, he stood in front of a, can- <laughs> a gas canister that explodes in his face, 
and, and the explosion throws him backwards but doesn't burn him or you know he's got to blow any of his yes, legs off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you see him walking away at the end and he's not even got a, a scratch his hair's not even but yeah, sin he's just yeah. like yeah but again yeah. though I like the little look to camera as well mm. I think that just that's just funny as well that's just daft apparently there was a sequel planned to the original called The Return of the Minor that's um, pretty brilliant then yeah um, and um it looked like they were going to make it they had a script and everything but it just got shelved at the last minute um, and uh, the guy who wrote the original um, who is called John Dunning so he was the producer of the original he wrote the sequel he wrote the, the script for the sequel uh, and he says um, he says in this, in this interview my sequel and I'm not going to boast here but the sequel that I co-wrote was ten times better than the remake and that's because it has the spirit of the original with the survivors from the original back in play um, I'm just going to die probably yeah. don't it's going to be good with one arm wouldn't it coming yeah. back after he chops his arm yeah. off yeah this is fine maybe have a hook and the <laughs> can't do or just his other arm the other arm the first 10 minutes of the, of the sequel but still manages to kill people with a pickaxe using his feet or his mouth <laughs> <laughs> he just changes his hands for pickaxes <laughs> I still be valentine <laughs> <laughs> and on that note uh, on that note I think we better wrap that one up um, I think I've seen that <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh hardcore stumps <laughs> but anyway um, so that's our opinions anyway I, I think we'll agree to disagree on the remake uh, I do think it's got its issues but I do actually really quite like it and think it's quite fun uh, it's very entertaining yeah. Um, the, it, it, the boring bits are boring <laughs> but the kills for me make I'd never watch the remake again but I will quite happily I'd, watch that original again, yeah. again I'd watch that if I can find those 10 minutes in the hotel um, on YouTube or something I'd watch yeah. that again because that was great yeah. the rest of the film could get a fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will never watch Cursed Game but I will definitely watch oh. the remake of Michael <laughs> and the original oh well, uh, we hope you have a very bloody Valentine. We hope you get everything you deserve, uh, ask for. Put a towel on. Just put a t- oh. <laughs> Especially if you've all got your periods in sync, like where Mark used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're on your queries. Um, always put a towel down. We hope you enjoyed that anyway. We'd love you to give give us your feedback. Uh, you can get me at Johnny Larkin. You can get Jonathan Butler. You can get Stephen Moore at HD99. And Martin. You can get me at the laundress at Valentine's Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Mabel's laundress. Madam Mabel. Oh, well, she's, she's dead. There's an opening. It could be Madam Martin's. <laughs> or I could become Mabel. Become Mabel. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back in a few weeks with uh, with more terrible treats for you if you if there's anything that you would like us to cover on the podcast please please do let us know remember you can get us on itunes you can get us on soundcloud and you can get us on podbean and on stitcher uh, it's screaming queens with a z uh, you can also go the old-fashioned route What's stitcher it's like a podcast it's thing. not cool anymore. No, it's, it's, no, it's not cool anymore. No, I'm saying you didn't use it. I'm cool anymore. I don't know what's cool or down. I just use hashtags and hope that people will listen. <laughs> and they do. So that's a good thing. Um, but thank you anyway, and we shall see you very soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> Once upon a time, on a sad Valentine. 
in a place known as Hanigermine. A legend began, every woman and man would always remember the time. And those who remained were never the same. You could see the fear in their eyes. Once every year, as the 14th draws near, there's a hush all over the town. Or the legend they say on a Valentine's Day is a curse that'll live on and on. And no one will know as the years come and go of the horror from long time ago. Twenty years came and went and everyone spent the 14th in quiet regret. And those still alive know the secret survives In the darkness that looms in the night For oh, the legend they say on a Valentine's Day Is a curse that'll live on and on And no one will know as the years come and go Of the horror from long time ago In this little town when the 14th comes round there's a silence and fear in the air Remember the morn that the legend was born All the shock and the horror was there Or oh, the legend they say on a Valentine's Day Is a curse that'll live on and on And no one will know as the years come and go Of the horror from long time ago and no one will know as the years come and go of the horror from long time ago.